Welcome to the Soberistas podcast. Tonight we are being joined again by the same two Soberistas who have joined us for the last two or three um, podcasts, I think, and that is Blue Angel and Taking My Life Back. And in this episode, we will be discussing the issue of one day at a time versus forever in terms of approaches to quitting alcohol. So, Blue Angel, we'll start with you. One day at a time or forever, what is your or what are your thoughts initially on that question? Um, certainly when I first acknowledged that I had to stop drinking, um, one day at a time was all I could all I could bear really. And even then one day was too long. It was kind of like 10 minutes at a time. It was, you know, living in the moment and just kind of saying, Am I gonna drink right now? And the answer always had to be no. So it's okay, well, I'm not gonna drink right now. So I'm just gonna do something else. Um, and I I think I knew deep down that it had to be forever, but I didn't say that out loud for a really, really long time because it's absolutely terrifying, it's terrifying. And I, you know, I would wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat with just thinking, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna live without my beloved wine forever? Um, and in a way that that spurred me on a little bit because it I remember thinking and realizing that that was an unreasonable reaction to be having to the concept of life without wine but um certainly in the very early days it was one baby step at a time you know one day was too long sometimes what about what about you taking my life back did you have a similar experience yeah I think I kind of always was like a bit of both I think that I always kind of knew deep down that it had to be forever that my kind of you know because I think if I'd been thinking oh well I won't drink at this event and I can maybe drink at the next one or whatever then that wouldn't have worked for me because I'd tried for so long to moderate that you know I kind of knew that my moderation ship had sailed and that you know if I was going to do this it really had to be for good but at the same time I didn't I couldn't spend a lot of time thinking about forever because like Blue Angel said it just absolutely scared the living daylights out of me because it was just so big and so huge and you know I couldn't sit there and think okay so um 20 years from now when I'm at my daughter's wedding I'm not going to have a glass of champagne that like that kind of thing in my early days just absolutely frightened the life out of me because it just seemed so big and so yeah so so kind of final and I just found it very hard to think about it and at first my the first thing that I committed to was the 100 days on the site that was my first I was like right I am not going to drink for 100 days and then I'll see how I feel and that was absolutely non-negotiable and kind of when so like in the first 100 days it was just off the table I was like I knew I was going to do it for this period and then by the time I got to the 100 days the idea of forever was a lot less scary because I was feeling so much better and I'd kind of started you know discovering all these positives about sobriety and had made lots of sober friends and and just my life looked so different that it it was kind of a no-brainer to keep going at that stage really well that leads me to my next question there you've sort of answered it I think a little bit but I was I was going to ask is part of the problem of forever that we can't imagine or we don't realize that we're going to change by not drinking so we kind of think we're going to be the same person in a year's time or 20 years time but just without the alcohol and we don't appreciate that we're going to change and we're going to feel really really different and our life is going to feel really really different in the future 
And also, I think because the first few months of Sprite, it are really hard. You know, you're still you're learning how to do everything differently and you're still kind of, you know, it takes a while for the alcohol to get out your system, even when you're used to drinking heavily and, and regularly, as, you know, obviously most people who come to sobriety probably were. And, you know, so you kind of, if I was to think I was going to feel forever, like I felt in the first couple of months, then that wouldn't have been a whole lot of fun to, to contemplate, you know, because I was anxious and I, and I was kind of not doing much other than staying at home. And, you know, so I didn't really want to, forever like that so I guess yeah I think that if I'd realized how my life and, and my world would would open up because of sobriety then forever would have felt a lot less scary I think it's when you take anything away that is your perceived future you're suddenly left with this black hole of nothingness and you can't imagine what life will look like and now you know I can't imagine ever going back to drinking I can't I don't ever want to and I can't imagine a time where it would ever you know god touch wood and 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 all of that but i can't imagine that that i ever would but i think there's a lot of fear absolutely that lucy that you you you're imagining these future events as the person that you are at that particular moment in time and we don't know how to cope with celebratory events weddings or birthdays or you know anything like that and we just we're not we don't have the skill and i think guess that's why you know taking one day at a time is such a powerful um mantra really because you you do have to just take every moment and learn as you go along actually uh and I think the first time that you have a sober night out or you have go to a sober party or you survive a sober wedding I mean sober weddings are still you know unless they're with really great people weddings are still quite shit I think sober <laughs> just because everybody else is absolutely hammered quite early on <laughs> um that said I have been to some really fun weddings sober but um it's the all day drinking thing about weddings that's why I loved going to weddings because it's the excuse to drink all day but um I, I think going back to what um taking my life back said a minute ago it's this uh there had to be no wiggle room in the beginning so even though it was one day at a time and it you know I and I was also I told people I, I never said I've given up drinking forever I said I'm not drinking for now um and and that was more acceptable it was more acceptable for me to say out loud and it was more acceptable for my friends and other people and strangers actually to 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 get on board with um because people don't like being faced with someone who's giving up drinking forever it makes them uncomfortable as we know but in my heart of hearts I knew um that there had to be absolutely no wiggle room and I remember reading an article um quite near the beginning that said something about success successful people or successful success rates if you there it has to be 100% it can't be 99.9% because as soon as there's a chink as soon as there's a gap or a bit of daylight then that's when weakness gets in and I think if I'd allowed myself to think maybe one day I will drink again or it won't be forever then I don't I don't think I would have been able to be quite so strong with myself about not drinking yeah it's definitely it's that sort of leaving the back door open just in case it's a dangerous psychological thing isn't it because you know it's there as an option possibly you're not quite in that same headspace what about the idea of counting days can you because you've both been sober now between you for seven years eight years maybe eight eight years I think. nine 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 nine, nine, nine years between us yeah. wow <laughs> was there a point when you specifically decided to stop counting days or was it just a sort of natural thing that you sort of just 
so it petered out and you just forgot how long no, I, I still I Sorry, I still got the, I still got the app running on my on my phone. <laughs> I was going to say I kind of still off. count. As well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Well, actually, Sean kind of counts for me because on the calendar thread that I posted on the site, he does day count. So I I was like one thousand six hundred and twenty the other day. <laughs> yeah, I mean that it is very reassuring when you just kind of start clocking in years rather than days um and the thing is there is I know there's a bit of controversy sometimes on the site about counting days particularly if people feel like they have to go back to day one again and it can be very very demoralizing and I think you know I've seen quite a few people recently who have said well I've been constantly sober for a year but I've clocked up 500 sober days over the last you know however many years and I think that's a really good way of looking at it because I always say to people I don't care if you count days or not makes absolutely no difference to me but just be honest with yourself about what's happening you know don't say I've been sober for a year if you drank four times (laughs) yeah because you're not going through the same process of growing and learning and building that sober resilience when you are still drinking are you that happens when you go through really difficult periods or or situations and you don't drink because that's when you go through that sort of growing you learn you have to learn other coping strategies don't you and you're not necessarily doing that if you're still leaving that door open to drinking but I agree with you I think you know look over the last few few months or years and, and think you know these are the periods I've been sober for so I'm moving in the right direction and it's more motivating to look at it like that than to say none of that counts because I've just drunk again because it does count for something and we have and lots of us slip don't we before we stick to it definitely know. and I think the um like the the learn you know that's a, it's all learning isn't it if you're getting kind of information every time that if there is a slip if you're getting information about okay so I drank because of that reason and that reason then it all it's all part of your journey it's all you know I quite often I've said to people quite a few times on comments on blogs and stuff that everybody's path is going in the same direction it's just some people's are kind of more windy than others and yeah but with with day counts I think it, my day count literally kept me sober sometimes in the early days so I think because I was so protective over it and there were times when I think had I not thought I'm going to have to go back to day one from being on day 67 or whatever then I maybe would have had a drink in those early days and it really you know it kept me going because I was counting my way up to 100 and I didn't want to have to go back to, to day one again. Yeah I think I think it's really hard if um, you know you said earlier, taking my life back, that, you know, the first hundred days are the hardest by far, um, you know, the first month, the first few weeks. And it, and it, I find it really sad and really hard to see people who don't ever get beyond that point. So they, they do a month and then they fall or they do a couple of weeks and then they, and then they slip. I don't like the term slip. I think it's a bit, I think it allows for excuses to slip in. And I'm a bit hardcore about, about excuses. Tough love is my, is my way. But, um, I just think you're never getting to, you're, never, you're not allowing yourself to get to good stuff. You're not even giving your ta- yourself a chance. You're just having to do the hardest, shittest bit over and over again. Yeah. What is the good bit then? What, at what stage do you feel as if you entered into the good bit when the sort of initial, well, not the initial struggle, but the hardest struggle and you felt as if you could breathe again and it was becoming a bit more normal and a bit more... I definitely remember six months being a really powerful moment um and my six month blog is the most popular blog on the website is it really (laughs) (laughs) 
um so yeah I mean but that's not to say that you it's not you have to wait six months because that makes it sound quite daunting I, I remember going to a, a party after about three months and and having a really good time and getting home and thinking actually this might this might work what about you taking my life back when was your sort of when can you remember the time when it started feeling a bit more doable long term I, I kind of hesitate to say this because I don't want to scare people but nine months was a big deal for me and that doesn't mean that I felt continuously awful for nine months I was kind of feeling gradually and incrementally better over the first kind of eight months I then had a real dip at eight months which I think is quite common and felt I don't know I just had a real kind of what am I doing moment and and really sort of like you know very came pretty close to drinking again but didn't thankfully and then from kind of nine months onwards I started to feel like a genuine non-drinker and it was like I don't know it was like I'd I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I never had any cravings or any thoughts of drinking ever again after that period but there was a real shift at that time and I started feeling very comfortable and very happy in my sober skin from that point onwards but I, you know like I said I, I wasn't feeling dreadful for nine months up to then it was a it was a kind of gradual and incremental process of, of getting towards that what are the necessary ingredients then do you think that have for and it will be a different length of time for everybody like you say you know it might be only a few weeks for some people for me I, I because I was all on my own <laughs> getting sober and absolutely white knuckled the hell out of it for a very long time I'd say it was 18 months for me I mean it really was not quick um but it, like you it was incrementally getting better through those 18 months it wasn't 18 months of, of pure hell but what were the ingredients then looking back with hindsight that you think helped you change your feelings on it so was it that your self-esteem increased was it that you started to invest in your life a bit more you let yeah, go I mean, one, one thing i was, was it? Well, one thing i was going to say about socializing was that i I think I had at first socializing was really difficult and you know I, I really kind of struggled to to kind of settle into social events but over time I found that I had this natural self-confidence that grew and I kind of realized that all those years over, over my life from kind of uh, like mid-teens sort of 14 15 when I started drinking I'd been kind of stunting my own development by drinking and that I hadn't allowed myself to develop my own natural self-confidence and my own natural ability to socialize without alcohol which was kind of there all the time and I was kind of almost not allowing it to flourish by drinking if that makes sense so yeah so social events started getting a lot easier then because my own natural self-confidence was building and I started to actually really enjoy the fact that I was in control and and sort of you know I really kind of relished that about social events and that I could go and that I knew that I would behave in a way that I could kind of respect myself for and and you know have fun without embarrassing myself or my children and drive home at the end of the night and wake up the next day with no regrets you know that be became a real yeah so I think that was that was a big thing yeah that's like a, sh a real way. shift isn't it away from that initial fear of oh my god life's going to be awful without alcohol mm -hmm. how am I ever going to socialize to realizing it's actually better and you like yourself yeah. more and there's yeah, because yeah. I really would have said as a drinker that I had quite a lot of social anxiety and, you know, I used to kind of feel very anxious before events. But looking back, I think a lot of that was feeling anxious that I would make a fool of myself because of drinking, which often happened. <laughs> and so, you know, it was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, I think it was that my self-esteem started to improve um, because the horrific 
hangovers that I'd been experiencing were no longer there and they you know they were causing me just you know genuine horror and I think once once that started to go away and I started to feel better in myself and I was sleeping better I was sleeping all the time my god the exhaustion in the first six months I don't think I'll ever be that tired in my life again um but I was starting you know I started to have hobbies and I started to I was losing weight and I was better at my job and things just started to feel life just started to feel a bit less awful <laughs> it started things just started to make a lot more sense without without hangovers and it was worth you know for the half an hour of an evening at 7 p.m or 6 p.m or ever where I suddenly you know be in that craving mode it was worth it to wake up every day and know that I didn't drink and I think I went to the one of the first Soberistas meetups I can't really remember when it was but I think it was quite early on um in Waterloo and god I was just so inspired by this amazing group of women who were just fun and gregarious and outgoing and funny and brilliant and everyone sharing stories and and I just thought that was the most amazingly inspiring thing that's very that's very lovely to hear mm -hmm. it's uh, it, it is sort of a so that leap of faith I suppose that you have to take seeing people further down the line and and have been trusting them when they're talking or behaving living in a way that would be at odds with what you're expecting life to be like Absolutely. there is a leap of faith then isn't there that, that yeah. you have to believe them I suppose totally and also realizing that you're not you're not on your own and we you know, we talked about this before and you suddenly go, oh, I was, well, firstly, you know, acknowledging that, that my drinking was that bad was a really important step for me. Actually, you know, having to write down all the things and going, yeah, it was really, really bad. It was really bad. And then saying those things out loud to other people and having them go, yeah, yeah, I did that. I did that. You know, I, I, I'm not going to list some of the horrific things, but, you know, some really embarrassing um, shameful things that I I would never even consider doing sober and, and just having other people going yeah yeah I did that and we were all that bad and it's okay mm. yeah which is you know I think a large reason why a lot of people continue to drink isn't it is that unbearable shame and feeling that it is just you there's a huge relief when you find out it isn't just you it, it does lift sort of that big weight doesn't it of shame what about you taking my life back can you re uh, relate to what blue angel was saying there about connecting with other people and hearing other people's stories oh definitely definitely it was yeah i mean it was such a turning point for me was was just just seeing everybody on on sobristas even before i'd met people face to face just reading the blogs and and just yeah, because I think I had really genuinely thought that there were normal drinkers and there were alcoholics who needed to go to AA and then there was me in the middle and that was it. And there was not, you know, there was nobody else like me. And then when I found the site and found that there were loads of people <laughs> in the exact same position as me, that it just kind of almost demystified it a bit and and kind of and seeing people who were a bit ahead of me, like Blue Angel and others who who were 
doing all these amazing things sober and, and coming back and kind of reporting back. I, I still vividly remember sitting exactly where I'm sitting now and reading um, Blue Angel's blog the morning after her 40th and, and just thinking, yay, she did it. And if she did it, maybe I can do it. And it was just, yeah, it was, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a big deal having the connection with other people who are going through the same thing, definitely. And that kind of, that makes it easier to think about forever. If you're reading the blog of somebody who's a year ahead of you and they're saying, it's okay, it's still good. It's, you know, with, life is still good that's very reassuring definitely yeah and it is like the unthinkable isn't it when you first stop drinking it's quite a sort of radical thought that life might actually be better without alcohol it's sort of a, a wild thing to yeah. contemplate I mean I genuinely was the most miserable sober person for 18 months <laughs> and dreaded the rest of my life I mean I really did think that was it I, I might as well just not be here because holidays were just gonna be rubbish and and have no social life and what on earth was I going to do with myself now I mean I was literally dreading the rest of my life it's just bizarre <laughs> so what would your advice be I'll go to you taking my life back first to anybody who is either in the very first days of not drinking or contemplating stopping drinking and they're thinking about forever and feeling perhaps a bit overwhelmed and then wondering about one day at a time and feeling a bit sort of stuck between those two points what would your advice be to that person I think for me that it's to first of all I would say don't rush it don't rush yourself don't put pressure on yourself you know if all you can do is do never mind one day at a time but like Blue Angel said the next 10 minutes you're not going to drink then that is absolutely fine in the early days and if you just do 10 minutes and then another 10 minutes and then another 10 minutes and you know it, it adds up but at the same time I think the real turning point for me came by closing the door on alcohol and I think once I did that I then was able to really embrace a sober life and that is what has sort of enabled me to to build the life that I have now and to keep moving forward and to keep growing and and I think it's by not kind of keeping a foot in the past and thinking oh well maybe you know I I was I was I remember when I read about um Anne Hathaway who said that she's not going to drink until a child's 18 I think that would just be I, I think that would be horrendous because I think if that was me I would always be thinking oh well you know at this point I can have a drink again and it would always be on my mind whereas because I have completely shut the door on it and I've just said I'm never going to drink now that it's enabled me to really embrace a new life and in a really positive way so I would say there's I guess there's kind of there's there's merits in in doing it both ways but for me in embracing the forever eventually has has become a very positive thing yeah blue angel what would your advice be i completely agree with everything um taking my life back said actually and you know in the very early days i think it is just about living in the moment and knowing that the answer will never be drinking i knew that i knew that whatever was going on the answer would never be to drink and i think um you know lots of people now do um dry january and and lots of people do sober october and they're great initiatives, but I think it's not long enough. I think commit to the 100 days, give yourself 100 days. And I don't think anyone gets to the end of 100 days and doesn't think that their life has changed for the better after, after three months. And I think if you really want to commit, then commit, commit to the 100 days. And 
you know exactly what taking my life back was saying I think I, I've done you know I think I did dry January so many times and it was just white knuckling till the moment in which I would allow myself to have a drink again which was usually around the 27th I think I, can't, I don't think I ever managed to get through a full month um but just be completely honest with yourself and know you know really really know why you're here and what brought you here and why you're addressing your relationship with alcohol and I think once once the horse has bolted there's no getting it back in the in the stable really and I think there's a saying that says people you know those people who can moderate their drinking don't need to and those who need to can't and yeah I, I think by the time if you're being really honest with yourself by the time that you're on some, a website like Saberist is you know it's time to, time yeah. to a doctor said to me after I stopped drinking I think it was about two years of not drinking said to me after I was talking to him about the way I used to drink, based on what you've just told me, you will never have a normal, in inverted commas, relationship with alcohol. You will always drink in that same way, based on what you've just told me. And it was the best thing anybody ever said to me because it just firmly, even after two years, and I, and I kind of was pretty sure I, was, I would never drink again after two years, but it absolutely didn't just close the door it locked it it threw the key away it was just like you will never ever and it did you know like taking my life back said you know you are forced then to invest in this sober life aren't you fully you have to throw yourself at it completely and make it amazing because that option has just gone which for me was a massive turning point and it really really helped I'll always be grateful to that definitely and it could be hard to get that into your head I think I think for me what taught me that was um and stopping drinking for a year when I had my eldest and with pregnancy and breastfeeding and everything and then starting drinking again and how quickly it just all went back and then again after my second child and having those two pregnancies and long breaks from drinking and then going back and seeing how quickly I slipped back into my old habits even though I had one and then two children that that was what really kind of got it through into my mind that this is how I drink and this is how I will always drink and my choices are to drink like that or to not drink there isn't a third door yeah and, and in that respect those kind of you know slip-ups relapses blips whatever we're calling them are can be useful can't they and mm. that they do for a lot of people they are necessary to yeah. prove once and for all that actually those it, it sort of snaps you out of that denial, doesn't it? That things are going to be different because you've not had a drink for three months or six months. It doesn't change anything. You are, you're, you're hardwired now that way and it will always be the case. But the best thing for me was to see that as a positive. And I, I, my personal advice, as well as what you have both said, which I fully agree with is, is to really, really work hard at embracing and seeing it as a positive and stop seeing it as this terrible life sentence it's the best thing you will ever do absolutely the best thing you will ever do you get your life back so use your name <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that really helped me as well I remember having this revelation on holiday my first it was my first sober holiday and I was I, th I think I was bodyboarding or I was doing something and I was really going for it and and I suddenly thought this is just this is my personality I just if I do something I really do it I'm all in and so you know and and that is a positive thing about my personality I love that about myself and so you know okay it means I can't drink but it also means I get to do all this other good stuff and really experience it to the max so you know yeah. it kind of like and if you around. carried on drinking you wouldn't probably be bodyboarding and loving yeah. that you'd have a horrible no, <laughs> you wouldn't yeah, exactly, have exactly. <laughs> 
All right, well, thank you. We're going to um, finish there, but um, we're also, this is our last podcast with both Taking My Life Back and Blue Angel, who've been fantastic. And maybe you will think about coming back in, at some point in the future to join us again. We'd love to have you back. But um, in the meantime, thank you very much for all your amazing contributions, the last few podcast episodes. Thank you. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks. Have a lovely summer. And thank you to everybody for listening. And we'll be back soon with our next podcast. <laughs>